0: witnesses I've, I've never been called to a witness stand uh, maybe some of you have been but that idea of witness continually rolls through my mind see i've seen lots of things as many of you have seen lots of things and you've had to report on those things that you've seen maybe to a particular person maybe to a police officer maybe to a parent maybe to a friend But I can only imagine what it would be like to actually sit on that witness stand. I've sat on a jury, watched people on a witness stand, watched the nerves, watched the hope that they remember things correctly, speak truth. I think a lot of those nerves may roll through us when we're called to witness about Jesus to friends too. And I started thinking of the characters that were in the narrative today, the people that are in the narrative today. Now, it is Ascension Sunday, so we have the beginning of that reading, which initially wasn't for today, but I got to extend it. So Becky, thank you for reading through more than what was expected initially. But you have the disciples there sitting with Jesus on the mount that is called Olivet, right? The Mount of Olives, a 2,000 pace journey away from the temple, a Sabbath day journey from the temple. You can see it from the temple as you can also see the upper room from the Mount of Olives. It's not very far away from one another. You can look right across from one over to the other. It's an amazing place to walk around in this day because that mount is where the Jews had believed that uh, the resurrection would happen. (laughs) And to be first in that resurrection, you needed to be buried there. And so when you go there, even today, there are tombs right next to each other, caskets above ground, right next to each other, all over this particular mountain, just across a small valley from the temple, or at least where the temple was at the Temple Mount. And so the disciples stood as they watched Jesus rise into heaven. Lifted up in a cloud. And as some of the confirmation students know as we were walking through the Scriptures, it's one of my favorite parts because Jesus is standing there with the disciples and he gets lifted up and he goes to the right hand of God and the only thing that's left is the disciples standing like this. Wondering when he's going to come back. Maybe in a few minutes. Because he said he was going to come back. And then you've got two angels, right? Messengers of God standing next to him. Men of Galilee. Why do you stand there looking into the clouds? He said he'd come back in the same way he went. Go, you'll know when he comes back. And we find ourselves now in that time. That time where Jesus has ascended to the right hand of God and he hasn't come back yet. Now it's not that he's not present, he's promised to be present in many ways. We receive his body and blood, we hear him in his word, and the Holy Spirit is present as well. But in those few short days between the ascension and Pentecost, the disciples had to figure out what to do. You see, one of their witnesses, well, he witnessed to something different. See, Judas was there from the beginning, and Judas was there at the baptism, and Judas was there throughout the entire ministry, and then Judas had a different idea of how the Messianic kingdom was going to be ushered in. So Judas was there at the betrayal. And then Judas was there at the feet of the high priest, the feet of the priests of the temple that were there to atone for sins and there to give forgiveness. And he says, I have sinned against innocent blood. Wasn't looking for mercy from God. He was just looking to make things right on his own. Wanted to hand the money back. He wanted to be done with the guilt that he had brought upon himself. And he goes to the feet of the priests and said, here, take the money back. Make it all go away. And they said, what is that to us? Take care of it yourself. Even the priests of the temple let go of their duty. And so what we see is And Judas is a witness to self-righteousness, a witness to the despair, a witness to a life apart from God, a witness to where things go when our eyes are focused in on what we can do instead of what Christ has done for us. Sometimes in our prayers, we may even do that unknowingly unwittingly even sometimes in our prayers say god if you would only let this one thing happen i will do a particular thing watch how righteous i will be lord if i do this will you do that will you give me forgiveness based upon my action towards you god it's usually silent in those moments See, because the witness that we have is not a witness to us. It's not a witness to what we have done in life, and it's not a witness to anything of who we are. So they called another witness. The disciples had to figure out how to make the company of apostles whole again. Can you imagine those thought processes going on? We had 12 when Jesus was here. One is now gone. So uh, he said he was going to come back. And he said we were going to receive the, the Holy Spirit or a gift of when he was away. And, and so I guess we got to take care of business in the church. Um, well, 11 harder than 12. So let's make 12 again. Let's call upon God and let's pull and call in another witness. In this group of 120 people and of the men that are there, let's think of two people and then we'll roll the dice for them and see who it is as God calls out who this next witness will be. And the lot falls upon Matthias. Now, I have a heart from Matthias, one called later into ministry, <laughs> A guy that had been there from the beginning, a guy that was there at the baptism, a guy that had walked all the way along as Peter had stood up in front of everybody and said, we need to call somebody who has witnessed everything that has gone on so that he can go out and tell the story. Can you imagine his mindset in that he had been walking all along all the way through the thing looking at the 12 apostles looking at the inner circle saying that's great what you guys are doing over there i'm just going to live my daily life all over here and all of a sudden says peter matthias come on i can tell you what it feels like it's scary it's scary to go from a place where you talk in small circles to a place where you talk in larger circles and witness about the truth of jesus But again, the beautiful thing, it's not a witness about me. It's not a witness for you to tell about you. It's a witness to something else. And we see Jesus as witness. You heard it in John, where Jesus was praying to God the Father, and he said, God, as you have loved me, so I have loved them. Share your love with them so that the world would know who you are as you have revealed yourself in me to the world see the witness isn't about us our witness is about jesus and jesus's witness was about the father and so we point to truth that also points to truth we point to jesus as he pointed to the father not only pointed to the father but revealed the love of the father in all that jesus had done so jesus is the only one that could say the witness is about me Tell the world about me. Tell the world not just who I was. Tell the world not just how I walked, but tell the world how I died and how I lived and how I showed the Father to you. See, because our witness is not about ourselves. Our witness to everyone around us is about Christ on the cross, about Christ resurrected and about Christ ascended. Because Christ at the right hand of the Father opens the door for the gift he was going to send out just a few days after Matthias was called. The gift of the Holy Spirit that we'll hear more about next Sunday on Pentecost Sunday. See, and you're called as a witness. You're called as a witness to Jesus. You're called as a witness to what Jesus has done in your life and in your life families, life. You're called as a witness and your story comes into it a little bit, but the bigger story is what Christ has done. The bigger story is the forgiveness that he pours out. The bigger story is where Jesus claims you as his. He says, I love you. Now go and tell people about it in your living room and tell people about it on your front porch. Tell people about it At work, tell people about it wherever you go. Tell people about the love that God has for you through me so that the whole world would know of God's love for you. And it's true, sometimes we feel our witness might be weak. But remember, it's the Holy Spirit that calls and gathers and enlightens. You don't have to rationalize anybody into faith. That's God's job. All you're called to do is point. Point and witness. Now, I don't know if the picture got in there or not, but I wanted to bring something to mind for you about witness. So there's that one about being called as a witness. But this next one I think is great. Okay, who reads Greek? I know one. Anybody else? No? Okay, this is pronounced martus. What does that sound like? Martyr. Every time that word comes up, it's translated witness. We separate the two out. We put martyr at a higher level and say that you have to die for your faith. But which one of you in faith has not died to yourself only to live in Christ? A martyr without even knowing it. To witness. So in those moments where you're scared to witness... It's okay. It's called being a martyr. Now we may not call it martyr, we may just call it a witness, but know where the word comes from. Each one of the apostles, each one of the disciples, each one that has shared the word of God who is a martyr. You get to do the same day in and day out in your living room, in the front porch, and everywhere else that you speak the word of God, pointing to Christ as the one who has died and lives again for you. In his name, amen. Would you please join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the strength that you give us. As We're uncertain at times about sharing your word, but by your spirit we speak truth. We pray that you would give us opportunity to be your witnesses in Escondido, in San Marcos, in San Diego County, and to the rest of the ends of the world. We pray that you would guide us and guard us. That you would make your spirit live within our lives so that we would see his work as we speak your word to all those that you bring into our lives to care for. Be with us in all we do. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Church, would you-